Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Activate. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the Hitman, and along with me as always, he knows lots, more than me, maybe as much as you, it's Robbie Armlessly. That's not a high standard. (laughs) (laughs) I set the bar really low, so... (laughs) When you look at me and go, he knows lots, you know what sort of people we are. (laughs) I've been described as knowing less than nothing, in general. Oh good, I've been described as knowing nothing, so maybe you're right. Oh there you go, see? (laughs) There's levels to this. There's rungs on this ladder. Okay, so we're on Heat G of the original podcast. We've returned to the original show. Yeah, we're going to be doing a few episodes of BattleBots and then plonking in an episode of Robot Wars in there as well so we can kind of keep track of all of them. Otherwise, we're going to keep doing what we do with this Robot Wars series too and end up with a long time between episodes and we keep forgetting what has happened. Which is not helping. Exactly. We don't want people to think we've gone Hollywood or anything. No, no, no. We still love old Robot Wars. Even if no one watches it. If no (laughs) one cares anymore, we love it. Even if we're the last people watching it. Yeah, the only people watching it or talking about it. To an audience of no one, we're going to talk about Robot Wars. Series 2 Heat G. It's been like a near two-year project, I think, to review robot wars now or something yeah but we're gonna do it every single time we start one of these episodes i have that uh that huge sudden existential fear of death <laughs> yeah as a result of measuring my life by how many podcasts i'm gonna record in it before i die <laughs> we do have one letter in the mail bag rummaging food mail bag look at that one letter rummaging rummaging through that <laughs> yeah, reaching to the bottom of the mail bag rummaging through you know because when there's one letter left in there and you're like not so much a rummage you're just reaching for something then aren't you (laughs) the the letter on the side reaching might be the right word when we're talking (laughs) about came in last minute from the one person who always sends us (laughs) stuff it's the artist formerly known as ukulele chris but now simply chris who tweets he does tweet and his name's chris i mean it's it's not a misnomer is it accurate could call himself tweety chris tweety chris Chris, who does Twitter. Does a Twitter good. And also, he could have called himself Ukulele Chris. But, <laughs> hey. But here it is, our one letter. <clears throat> Will you start reviewing Bugglebots? Yes. Well. Thank I'm, you I've for been... the letter, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to address my own personal elephant in the room. What's a Bugglebot? So, Bugglebots is a robot fighting web series for the um the lower weight classes. So it's, uh, I think, beetle weight, I want to say. One and a half kilos. Let me double check on their Twitter. Yep, I got into contact with them, or they got into contact with us um a while ago, and we were going to help promote them by, on the podcast. But we ended up not doing a podcast in so long that it got promoted and subsequently happened and aired before we did another episode. We're so terrible. sorry, Bugglebots, we, we didn't are the mean worst. that. Oh my God, they've they got a whole YouTube channel with loads of... No, oh it's really, man, it's this really is cool. awesome. It's really good. It'll be something really great to um to review. It is essentially a independently made 
mini robot wars and they've done really really well and i've i've seen clips of it i've not watched the whole thing because i want to watch the whole thing for the sake of the podcast when we get to it yeah yeah but it looks really cool so i am looking forward to it that looks amazing um ukulele chris said does say understandably this may not happen until 2164 i say you're being very optimistic but 2164 please share with us your thoughts in more than nine and fewer than 14 words we will review buggle bots soon ish maybe i'm counting ish as a word but not yet because other things i hope that's satisfactory for you i drifted off halfway through <laughs> the general gist is we'll, we'll we'll review it later at some point that'd be great to do like mini episodes talking about mini bots that'd be nice wouldn't it yeah maybe once we've either finished with whatever we finished first battle bot series whatever 2018 mm. or robot wars original season two we'll then move on to buggle bots straight after that how's that sound i like it keeps things Sounds varied bite-sized yeah little, little bite-sized things and it'll be different so we never reviewed before lower proper lower weight classes like real lower weight classes like yeah Tiny, lower weight classes. Like no weight classes. Like almost no weight, yeah, in terms of percentage. God, that to such a good weight robots. class. The no weight. It has to not register on scales to be able to compete. <laughs> you have to, like, <laughs> you have to fill it with helium. To, like, <laughs> Slightly elevate it. <laughs> floating about. We even, we had a robot like that on, like, the, um, Oh, way back in championship. Was it like the original world championship in America or I something? Think, yeah, wasn't like it? the second annual and, one. And or one something. of them was literally like a, a, almost a zeppelin um, with a net. Yeah, with a on net. The bottom. And it didn't make any sense. There was no way a fight was going to happen, but it was just quite a spectacle <laughs> to watch this thing floating about the arena. <laughs> it's like, well, what was going to happen? Like, what do you even do? Yeah, that really makes you think, doesn't it? Huh. God. Any more balloon? Robots. More balloon robots, please, yeah. Let's get into Heat G. Heat G of Series 2. What we remember of Series 2 is Sir Killalot kills everything. That's essentially the gist yeah, that, of Series 2. Yeah, that is two. literally the gist of this series so far. It's been it's been an absolute bloodbath. The house bots have been way OP. More fake than wrestling at this point. It is rigged. Basically, it almost feels like they decide which bot they don't want. House bots eliminate that bot. Then they move on to the next round. The weird part is when you start to question why they're picking these certain bots to be eliminated. Yeah. Because it feels like their choices are really strange. And then you start to think, maybe it's not rigged, because why would they choose this bot to go out? And, you know, it's, it's just... all just... It's, oh, it's madness. But we'll see more of that in this episode. In yeah. particular, this is, a, I suppose, a fun episode to review, not a fun one to watch. But let's go through the bots we will be seeing in Heat G of Season 2 of Robot Wars. Okay, so for the quips... I wanted to take a page from our American brothers and do a nice little hype kind of intro for each oh, bot. You oh, know? nice. You nice. You're going down, yeah. uh, what's his name? Farouk. Yeah. You're going down his I'm gonna route. I'm going to pull a Farouk on this one. Oh, I like it. I like it. Okay. Must be strange to Americans to see no adverts. Never mind. Here comes the mighty kilohertz. From Hinkley, Limpers. If your crustacean is sick, you call a shrimp vet. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing Limpet. From This bot's action figure cannot be bought, probably difficult to market, a bot called Onslaught. From Herworth, Rocks. 
So I had to record this one after finding out whether it's pronounced rocks or R-O-C-S. So there was a bit of a rush at the end. One of their members will be sitting there sat mocks. Something, something, something. <laughs> rocks. Jesus. What was it going to be if it was pronounced R-O-C-S? You're gonna, what were you, you going to do? You were going to have to give me a couple of days on that. <laughs> something, something, remember C-S. It's R-O-C-S. What were you going to even do? The only word I could think of that could rhyme is Genesis. No one cares, because here comes Nemesis. From Bodmin Community College and reigning champion, Roadblock. You gonna get gut when you fall for Roadblock. See, that one's authentic. It is. I felt like that was like some genuine, you know, yeah. Yeah. Genuine promo there. Genuine smack talk. Yeah. So that's our, that's our robots for this evening. Yeah. Let's have a little chat about each, uh, each wonderful machine this episode. Wonderful machines. Go on then. Which one are we starting with again? Right, um, we'll start by talking about the predecessor to Terahertz. It's Kilohertz. Powered by two 1200 watt Bosch industrial motors. The main weapon is a large axe, powered, pneumatically powered by a large cylinder developing about 800 kilograms of force, which does this. Yeah. 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 See yeah. they did that. play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can do it too. You can hype. Yep, that's it. Look at me. Look at them. <laughs> Terrible hype. Look at them. They're good. They're good. They're yep. Killer hurts. Yep, that's it. Well, I'm hyped. <laughs> Hazard axe. <laughs> Weighing in at 77.8 kilograms, 15 miles per hour, fast as hell. Yeah, that is nippy. That seems to be that it's their first appearance on Robot Wars, on television, I think, at all. Unique at the time for its heavy use of plastic, so it's polycarbonate armour, and even the chassis, the, the skeleton, mm. is plastic-based. Yeah. So it's a almost entirely plastic-based robot. Everything was metal back then. Even today, yeah, yeah. you're mostly looking at all kinds of hard ox, something ox. Of course, nowadays, ox I suppose, plastic is most likely to shatter, whereas back then, there weren't that many bots that were shattering plastic. Yeah, but there's still, there's still good use of plastic. Um, yeah. Terahertz this day... Uses a lot of plastic yeah, in its armor. Yeah, yeah. So you use the right, uh, the right kinds. It's, it's not too bad. It's got an arrow-shaped body. You can see how it's the the prototype of the future terahertz and how they've slowly improved the design. Um, it uses car steering, which is still relatively unique, I think. Mm. But instead of like a tank-based steering vehicle, um, the back wheels are powered and the front wheels steer. So not many other robots are doing that. So it should give it. Decent control considering its speed, but maybe a larger turning circle. You know that turning circle is a key factor in these early series. In a car, you can't really, you can't just turn it on the spot. God, no. It's not, God, it's I not wish how it could. works. So, <laughs> man, you've I got wish. that problem there. Its axe has a uh, sort of pointy head, which can exert 800 kilograms of force on impact. Um, hmm. Not bad for the time. No. I mean, now you're looking at tons always, but 800 kilos of force. On robots, 70-something kilos, a lot weaker armor than today. There's a lot of power in that. That could do yeah. a lot of damage. Your thoughts on Kilohertz? I really like Kilohertz. Everything's likable about them. The team seem happy to be there, which is unique for this episode, trust me. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool-looking bot. They're doing things differently. Plastic armor, car steering, a really powerful axe. I think the axe is uh, both pneumatic and chain-driven, so it's all sorts going on mm. there. Cool, unique robot. Nice team. Exactly. It manages to look practical, but also unique 
in a way that you would recognize it from a mile away. Immediately, you've got a brand almost, which is yeah. pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Well, certainly not kilohertz. This is limpet. Inside the unit, we have two 24 volt wheelchair motors driven by a wheelchair power motor and two batteries, two 12 volt batteries parallel to give us 24 volts. Limpet. Well named. Limpet. I wonder where the name Limpet comes from. I don't know, but maybe because it limps along at four miles per hour. Ooh, man. It is tracked. It's actually still, it's 79.6 kilos. So it's still a very heavy bot. Like it's right there on the edge of the, um, yeah. the weight limit for the time for heavyweights. It did have a saw, which they removed because if they had the saw on it, it would be too heavy. So it would oh, break no. the 80 kilo mark. So it actually had to lose its weapon. But. A unique little feature for the time that we don't get to see used this episode is it's one of the first robots in Robot Wars that is invertible. It's only been a one or two wow. we've seen so far that have been invertible. It costs £28 to build. I guess they're not really losing anything. <laughs> so all the indie robot designers have got no excuse now. <laughs> if Limpet can do it. I don't know. if The, the £28 <laughs> materials they used back then, you probably... <laughs> Not going to last very long. <laughs> We're going to put it into crushed. a modern arena and it will immediately disintegrate. Utterly crushed. But the more interesting thing is Team 13, the team behind it, went on to make 13 black and uh, heavy metal in the one of the more modern series. So hmm. they go on to make more successful and more interesting bots. This is their starting point. It's limpet. Oh, and was it? It has like zebra stripes on it. Just yeah, it just looks kind of different, doesn't it? Everyone had that like very colourful paint job that was a bit... yeah. I mean, it, it, you still get it today, but today it's like more modern. It's like, if there is any kind of like special design on it, it's for a reason. Yeah. And there's logos I mean, and stuff. Exactly. There, there's no context to any of these motifs they're putting on the bots for the most part. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like Limpet plus Zebra Stripes. Yeah. It's just, it's just Zebra Stripes. You know, it's like yeah. they just thought, eh, Zebra Stripes will do. But that's Limpet. What are your thoughts on Limpet? It's not the, it's not the quickest bot. No. But it has got some features unique to it and, uh, yeah, that it can, if it can exploit them, it will do well. If. If. <laughs> We've already watched the episode, but yep. still. Poor old Limpet. Four miles an hour with no weapon. You can probably <laughs> guess where it's going. That brings us on to Onslaught. Our main power unit is a forklift engine, forklift electric motor, which will give us around about 30 miles an hour flat out, but we will only be doing about eight miles an hour when we're actually competing. Onslaught. So it's one of the smallest heavyweight robots. It's still 76.1 kilos. So while it's really tiny mm. and compact, it's just as heavy as the rest of them. I was about to say, they've really compressed all that weight in there, which must give it a nice, heavy centre of gravity kind of feel. Well, one of the interesting things about it, you notice how it doesn't have any like armour on the sides, like this chains and wires exposed. Yeah. It's basically just a ramp on wheels no sides to speak of yeah one of the reasons for that is this one interestingly also uses car style steering but the motors it uses are 25 kilos so 76 kilo bot so a third of its weight are the motors wow which is pretty intense yeah um it's actually larger than sir kilolot's drive motors to put that into perspective <laughs> good god it moves around quite well and quite quickly mm. it's apparently capable of 30 miles per hour which would be ridiculous. That's twice the speed of kilohertz yeah. being in perspective. Try and put 
just picture it flying down the street at that speed. That's, uh, yeah. In yeah. a tiny little arena, 30 miles an hour, you're going to be there in a sh- Oh, hell yeah. In like a, yeah. like a bullet. You can cover stupid. the entire arena in seconds there. If, if that, that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. Apparently it has been geared down to around eight to 10 miles per hour, which is a bit more reasonable. Okay. But like 30, you're just not going to be able to control it. No, you, they would just fly off into the distance, wouldn't they? They press the button to accelerate and immediately yeah. and it would just, it. you wouldn't get a chance to turn. It would be stupid. It's a strange thought. It apparently has some spikes on the back. I didn't even see them. No. No, I don't think they come into play. Obviously. No. No. But it does have that scoop on the front, which seems to be its main main point. Yeah. Good old practical scoop design. Thoughts <laughs> on Onslaught? Yeah. I like this bot. Nice and practical. I think I'm forming a pattern where I like every bot. But Onslaught is really cool. It's a very grim-looking Mad Max-ish kind of bot. Yeah. It, it yeah. looks like you could increase its size a million-fold and people be riding on it. In the, <laughs> through in the, the desert, desert. <laughs> chasing it's people horrible. and screaming yeah uh, it's cool i like it it's a mean looking bot it's got a, like maybe like old school punk almost feel to it it does a bit doesn't yeah. it well going from that we talk about rocks rocks it just stands for radio operated combat system it has a 12 volt motor for the main drive system and also extra motors to drive the lift Oh, rocks. Rocks. Radio-operated combat system. Yeah, I heard that Sounds as well. way more badass than what we can see. <laughs> 79.8 kilos. So right on the... That's a little weight overweight, limit. isn't it? Or is I it... believe it is technically a little overweight. Yeah. Very unfair, but at the same time, we'll see what happens to it. Yeah. So. What do we say about rocks? It's colours. It's very Technicolor Dreamcoat-ish. Yes, like it's proper. It's like not even a rainbow. It's it's more than that. It's a super rainbow. It is a super rainbow. Colors everywhere. It's like someone spat out a crayon packet. A forklift design, like almost fully. So it's like it's a box mm. with a forklift on the front. But the interesting thing about the forklift, it can lift seventy five kilograms. I believe almost all the other robots this episode weigh mm. more than that. So it can't lift anything. Oh, very slow um, lift as well. Yep, it's a slow forklift that can't It's not lift. a flipper, it is a very gradual lifter. Which is kind of sad when it cannot take the weight of the machines it's going to be facing. Uh, apparently, though, it demolished a fence during its testing. They're not specifying what fence, is it? It's, like, yeah. it's not like a, a concrete foundation steel yeah. fence, is it? It's a, or just like some old slats that have split a bit. Yeah, you exactly. Know? <laughs> some old rotten wooded slats yeah. in, the, in, the, in the garden that it's just sort of knocked into... And probably fell over a bit. Yeah. Demolished. More likely to be that, to be honest. Let's face it. Indeed. It also has, from what I noticed in the episode, a ridiculously massive ground clearance. It looks to be a good few inches. So when you're facing all these scoops... Yep. I think even terahertz as an arrow shape would be able to get under and flip rocks. Not good. Not good. Not what we want. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But it does have a seven-year-old on the team. Yes, youngest. I mean, he's not driving it, is it? He's operating the forklift? He's operating the forklift. But bless him. I mean, when I was seven years old, I probably couldn't operate a forklift. So he's <laughs> not legally. He's already light years ahead of us. You know? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, by the time I'm, I'm not legally qualified to operate a forklift now, to be fair. Hey, well, this kid was because kid it was, was on the BBC. <laughs> BBC doing it in front of an audience. Exactly. He was ready. That is advanced, that is. Next we got... Returning legends, it's obviously Nemesis. We've done very little changes. 
it's more or less the same machine with the pneumatic ram that should put some holes in some of the other robots. And uh, we've got the same motors and gearboxes that we had last year too. Nemesis, the iconic, flammable mess of a bot. Beautiful polka dot bot with its giant, horrifying grin on the front. There seems mm. less there to win, more there to be set on fire as much as possible. I was about to say, more there to exercise their pyromancy than yeah. to actually win anything. Pyromaniacs, indeed. <laughs> now, in their little um, their little description of the bot, their little VT they get, they're like, oh, all the insides are the same, the outsides are the same, everything's the same, it's the same. But it's not. I can tell you, mm-hmm. it has a larger grin. <laughs> What an upgrade. The weapons used to be spikes along the side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now they are hooked claws and a sword. And a sword. And it somehow dropped 2.3 kilos of weight. Oh, wow. So something must have changed. They've trimmed something off it then. Yeah. Unless the spikes have happened to weigh that much more than a sword. But yeah, well, they could be, I suppose. Could be. It's thinner blades with swords and claws, yeah. I guess. But overall, pretty much the same as the previous year's bot. Does it need to be different? Do, no, I, d- I don't think so. It's there for a purpose to be set on fire exactly that's pretty much what they do and pretty much once they saw they were drawn against roadblock they knew they weren't going to make it to the finals anyway exactly so hey i mean nemesis are a spectacle in robot wars terms that's what they are they've got a gimmick so they're going to be invited back every year exactly yeah done yeah they've yeah. got exactly what they needed with that last and mostly not least it's only the defending champions it's roadblock inside we've had a Quite an improvement, really. Uh, we've got brand new wheelchair motors, petrol-driven um, disc cutter, and uh, all the electronics are in the front this time. Um, that's pretty much it. That's just that practical wedge design. That revolutionary wedge yep. design. Little early for it to be for the standard to have a flipper on there, but just having the wedge alone is enough to just flip things over and nothing to be able to get an easy grip on it. It's also so wide and massive. Yeah, yeah. That even machines like dead metal can't get a good grip on it yeah because it's just so huge it's too big it's got its nice saw on the back and it has actually changed quite a bit even though it looks identical mm. the armor was steel and is now aluminium so that's completely different yeah apparently the chassis is completely different and it also has a police siren yeah when it moves forward was it which is just annoying it's unnecessary and it's a bit doesn't come across well on TV. No, because it's very, it's a very distant and bizarre sound yeah. that just doesn't seem right. And you kind of blank it out for most I, of the time. I'm not sure why they put that in, but nonetheless. Well, at 80.9 kilograms, it's overweight. So yeah. they're breaking the rules. But they couldn't really turn down the, the champ. Returning champ. But how, well, what, what limit do you get? What if they brought in a 100 kilo robot? Yeah. You got to tell where, them. where would the line be? Yeah. Yeah. And also, there's a police siren in there. Can they take that out? You know, make yeah, themselves that would trimmed. Or maybe they argued the fact that that didn't actually Affect give them a anything. performance advantage, so they let it slide. Maybe, maybe it's possible. I mean, it's possible. The bit where you see in the episode where you see it backstage, it is an absolute unit. It's, it's huge. huge. It's the size of a table. Crazy. It's the biggest robot this episode. I think. I mean, Nemesis is quite big as well. I think people underestimate that. But between the two of them, they're both very wide bots. Yeah, yeah. And very different bots. Very different, yeah. Yeah. But that's it. That's our selection of machines for this episode. I mean, it's quite a lineup, isn't it? It's a really interesting lineup. You've got four new guys, two of the most memorable returning bots yeah. in Nemesis and Roadblock. You've got the debut of Killer Hurts. Yeah. Uh, the other three, they're there too. 
And the other three are there too. Yeah. Well, you mix the old faces with the new, don't you? Yeah. And it yeah. works quite well. Yeah. Quite well. It doesn't seem, the lineup at least doesn't seem unfair. They're all competitive in their own way. It's a nice mix. So you're not just leaning towards one style of bot. No, it's, it's all But there. I mean, at, and then at the same time, we do have to recognize that we might be overanalyzing the early competitions, bearing in mind that they have to go through the gauntlet and oh trials before we even see the bots in combat. They could have just turned around and said, what, six robots are ready? And that, that's how exactly. they picked them. <laughs> I don't think they tried. They were worried about balancing, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, as long as there weren't too many top-level Mortis and roadblock-level machines in one episode, they were happy. Exactly. Brings us to the actual episode. So what a start. <laughs> so before we started watching it, <laughs> I sat here and went, so Rob, why do you reckon that they never put this show on the iPlayer. It's just, you know, just a watch the classic Robot Wars episodes on the BBC iPlayer. Kind of, you know, a nice gesture to do for the British public. The episode starts and Craig Charles starts talking about things coming in small packages. Please welcome our master of disaster, Craig Charles. Now, if you listen to the Japanese, you'd hear that good things come in small packages. The Discman, the Game Boy, Kylie Minogue. And this is all great news for Orientals with puny wedding tackle, but it's basically wrong. Because good things come in huge great containers with very large things written on the side in six foot high red letters. Indeed, here on Robot Wars, size is everything, beauty is nothing. If Birmingham was a robot, it'd be a force to be reckoned with. As are our six robots waiting in the pits, about to do battle for a place in our series semi-finals. Be warned. They're not very pretty, but they are big. And he talks about Game Boy, Kylie Minogue, and then he says some very negative stereotypes about the Japanese. To say the least. In fact, he actually uses the the word oriental, and it's all kind of awkward. Kind of. <laughs> and then I just thought, yeah, BBC, I'm never gonna, <coughs> I'm never gonna acknowledge that they released this. So usually I try and sum up what he says in a few words, but this is just horrible. Mm. It's... Jap- I put it in Japanese small racism, and that's essentially what it boils down to. <laughs> it was just really out of nowhere. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? I suppose, I mean, even for a different era. That was quite on the that edge. That was though. proper on the edge, and especially for a family TV show. I mean, what night did it air on the old days? It was. This it must have been a dinner time show. It was a dinner time show. I know this one was near Christmas time of 98, I believe. Man. Said. That's uh, one yeah. of the two, I think 98. So yeah, I mean, he literally is like, oh yeah, Japanese love things in small packages. The Game Boy. And then to paraphrase, he just goes, they're genitals. <laughs> yeah, I was I thinking mean, of like, 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 there's no, there's no, like, I mean, yeah. He does not, <laughs> he doesn't pull any punches and it's just like, okay. Ah, uh, Craig Charles during the, the not of sound mind era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, ooh. Yeah. Was that written for, it must have been written for him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. someone wrote that and, and then I mean, he read it. But because he's used to doing Red Dwarf, which was for a more mature audience. Yeah. And because he's used to doing stand up for a more mature audience, yep. he probably doesn't question the material. He's probably like, yeah, this is probably something I could say on my stand up. So I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure this program's not geared towards children in any way imagine Dara O'Brien <laughs> and Angela Scanlon opening with the, those lines in the newer yeah. series 
You'd be just like, opening you'd with, be stunned. Oh, you'd be like, stereotype. You'd be like, oh my god, what? I'd be just insane. <laughs> like a Japanese man. Like, oh, you'd be just be like, whoa. How <laughs> times have changed. So moving on. It's so, <laughs> yeah, because I think that's the one thing that's even more shocking is everything he says is completely irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what point he was trying to make because <laughs> then no it's point. just like Game Boy, Kylie Minogue, stereotypes, robot wars, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I yeah. guess we're we're pretending that didn't happen. Uh, we get oh, the intros man. for each bot where they come out uh, uneventful, other than Nemesis nearly crashes into the door, which turns out to be a good performance after seeing Killer Hurts straight <laughs> up smash into the side and stay there and that is your introduction yeah. to killer hurts someone lent on the forward stick on killer hurts's controller and he just flies into the wall ladies and gentlemen killer hurts <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't reshoot it or anything yeah, they had to, like you get one shot yeah. you get to come out for your introduction once Mind we you, can't I, do it more I, than I, once i kind of feel like we have seen uh, bots get wedged in the doorway yep. whilst coming out before. Yep, we so have, this isn't seen fully shocking, you know. Craig talks more nonsense and then Philippa introduces us to the gauntlet. The gauntlet this week is new and improved. As ever, each contesting robot must make the dangerous dash between the start line and the end zone in as fast a time as possible. But this week, for added value, we've introduced the Sentinel. Ever present and menacing, it sweeps the floor in a wide arc. Now a timely dash could get the robot to the end zone safely an untimely one could get it spiked and the gauntlet's new resident the uh, jcp digger oh i mean the sentinel yeah the sentinel is just a digger it's just a small digger it's a small digger. i mean it looks big on the gauntlet but as diggers go it's, it's a, a it's reasonable size it's a small, small digger, digger that yeah. they've like put loads of scrap on sides so they've kind of like... tried to make it that kind of like grungy dirty robot kind of look that robot wars has at the moment yeah kind of yeah again very mad max scrap put yeah. together even looks like something out of alien like it's yeah got yeah of, it has a bit hasn't it it's got that kind of like bioengineered look, look to it yeah. yeah like it's but essentially it's just a big digger that's in the way yeah that's that's it for the gauntlet instead of like the digging scoop on the end it's got this kind of spike thing that it hits things with so where was this on the previous gauntlet did they just halfway through the series be like guys I got a mate down the road. He's got a digger, and, and he says we can have borrow it. <laughs> says we can have his digger. He's got a new one. They couldn't get the digger for the first step, first like six or whatever however many we've done. It's like okay, so setting up the gauntlet. Where's the digger? Digger's not coming for another couple it's of not, weeks. What? It's not. It's not ready yet. We haven't got enough scrap to glue to the side. <laughs> we can still see all the logos and stuff on it. So we can't have it on Bright TV. Yellow. <laughs> JCB in massive letters across. So amazing. Like, oh, it's terrible. But yeah. Yeah, there it is. If you notice, the middle route now just doesn't have any kind of barricade. No bricks. Nope, they're no, they bothered now. No, they ain't bothered no. anymore, like, cause fairness. But, oh well. I mean, the bricks at the front of the, uh, the central route were kind of annoying because a lot of bots have crap ground clearance and they would just getting four inches forward, getting wedged on a brick, and then them having to stop the gauntlet. We are talking, yeah, episodes where literally half or more of the robots would go forward, hit a brick, stop, and that was your gauntlet. And that was it. They I get it, it makes off bad end. TV, but God, they should have just done test runs first rather than have to get halfway through a TV show and then go, you know what, let's get rid of it and put a digger in there instead. Why not? Amazing. First to run the gauntlet, it's our champion's roadblock. So roadblock flies out and gets wanged by the sentinel but the sentinel doesn't really stop it doesn't really 
do a lot. Kind of they, pins it for a second. They go down the Sentinel route because as intimidating as the Sentinel looks, doesn't actually seem all that capable of much other than a, the odd wedging of you. I felt like it kind of let Roadblock go a bit as well. Yeah, it had it wedged completely, then it moved a bit, and then Roadblock just walked by. Yeah. Bit wobbly, they almost went into the pit. Yeah, they kind of wobbled their way over, didn't they? But yeah. they just went walked straight through. House Robots didn't put up any fight. No, which was really strange. Yep. Hmm. And that's it. Hmm. Yeah, strange. No house bots getting involved. Hmm. When the champion's there. Weird that, isn't it? The popular yeah. ones. Just to attach my tinfoil hat to my head here, because that's, uh, that's kind of suspicious. Yeah, so Roadblock gets a finish. Roadblock done. Yep, they yep. get, they complete, they finish, um, unless every single robot completes and the times come into play, they're through. Even they're, then, it was a very quick we've run. We've never so. had everyone complete as yeah. of yet, so nice and easy for them. Second to run, it's Onslaught, and I've just got to say, watching their little video package where they, their little interview, they must hate Robot Wars. Were they oh, forced God. into this? They did not look happy to be there. Do you reckon just they did not like the heat they'd get pulled into? Do you know what I mean? Like Possibly. They just looked so miserable. They really did. They looked really unhappy. They was just like, yeah, this is our robot. They looked like they were like waiting like in line at the post office as opposed to actually about to go out there and compete in robots. Waiting wars. in line at the post office, but the line is so long it's gone outside and outside it's raining. Proper like Ugh. And you're having to like the give a get complaint any or something. It's like mm. Yeah. But other Awkward. than their hatred of robot wars, they actually have a decent little bot. So. Yeah, exactly. So the Sentinel actually pins them. So this, uh, whereas Roadblock kind of got let up, given a pass, Onslaught gets completely cranged against the side. Yeah, and then Dead Metal there for no reason, yeah. really aggressively. Where were they with Roadblock? Nah, doesn't matter, does it? Doesn't matter, does yeah. it? This time, new Robot, Onslaught, yeah, doesn't matter so much. Go all out. In the end, Dead Metal push Onslaught into the Sentinel, who pushes them into the pit. Yep. So in other words, they were like, we need to show what... Um, this sentinel does dead metal you just just do it you know show, show them what, what it does there we go done. that's all what it is dead metal just chucks him into the pit with like speed and precision that was not present during the roadblock run yep mm, interesting if they had the roadblock run they'd have done it quicker and easier but yep. nope they don't get that they get the house robots yep. 10.5 meters still a decent run compared to a vast majority so yep it's okay but yeah you could tell you can tell who they favoured. Mm. You can tell the whole reason the Gauntlet and the Trolls exist is to get rid of the robots they don't <laughs> want to see fighting. That's what this is. That is what the Gauntlet is. It's the filter. It's the great filter of Robot Wars. Yep. But that moves us on to our lovely boys of Nemesis. So Nemesis go for... Are we calling it the Ram Rig? It's the little corridor of doom. Yeah. They always call it the Ram Rig because it, it rams. It doesn't really ram. It's slowly... The walls slowly close yeah. in on you. Yeah, it's more like an Indiana Jones action sequence, isn't it? Yeah, and it very rarely actually has much of an effect unless you're an incredibly wide robot. Yeah. I mean, Nemesis are a wide robot, and they get through it without and they get much through, issue. Yeah. It's only when they get to the end of the corridor where who happens to be there? So we can tell you exactly why they went down the ram rig. So Sergeant Bash and the Flame Pit are there. Yep. I wonder why they chose that route. Nemesis are there to make a spectacle. End up on the flame pit and with Sergeant Bash mm-hmm. flaming them. So they're being flamed from underneath and above them. Yep. Resulting in them being essentially a giant ball of fire. Yep. They get completely ignited. But by they pure still, accident. 
they still crossed the finish line they and complete. They completed whilst completely engulfed in flames. I mean, they this is why Nemesis is awesome. We're talking a couple of centimeters beyond the finish line, but apparently it counts. They complete. They have a massive hole in the front on the end, though. I don't know where that came from, but well, something actually hit them proper. I mean, so between Sergeant Bash and Sir Killalot, they kind of took a bit of a beating there. And they were fully functioning afterwards. Yeah. So it's, I think it's almost like the flames are such a spectacle that the house robot, they always kind of let the house robots go back a bit so you can see the flames. Yeah. But you end up with Nemesis taking less damage because all that's being hurt by that fire is fur. That's it. Which is irrelevant. No. Fur's not any armor. Fur's not doing anything other than decorative. Exactly. So it's almost like they have a little, a little advantage there by Big being time. on fire all the time. Yeah. It protects them. It's pretty clever, isn't it, really? It's pretty clever. They, they turn themselves into a weapon. They turn their fur into some sort of fiery weapon. It's awesome. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It works quite well. Hell yeah. But they're through. They they're completed free. it. Complete. They do not have to worry. Next, we've got rocks. Yep. The radio op combat system. They go to the ram rig. Yeah, it was an interesting choice. Yeah, which is awkward because they're kind of a wide bot. They're a big old bot. I mean, when they opened it, it, it looked like an empty box. I don't know why it had to be so big. Oh, because it's a forklift, so it has to have exactly. So I guess to. it needs a little bit of wideness to actually and and you know, like say height to actually raise up to. But they go down the ram rig. Uh, they manage to get out the other side, and they pretty much get jumped by every house bot. Sergeant Bash, Dead Metal, and Sir Killalot block the route completely. Mm. There is no. There way. is no way through unless you're able of, to push three house bots out of your way. Which is essentially, at this level, almost no one can. And they don't just block the path, but they trash the bot. They really go in on it. They push it back just enough to make sure it's not going to win, and then casually flip it over. I mean, it's it's bang out of order, to be honest. That's blatant manipulation of the competition. At no other point in this um, gauntlet... Are there three house robots down one route? No, exactly. What were they even doing waiting there? You only need one house spot to make it competitive. If you had all three house spots waiting down the route for every single bot, no bot would make it to the end of the gauntlet. Because you physically couldn't. They would just they would make a wall of much bigger, heavier robots with dangerous weapons right in front of you. Where are you going to go? Yeah. No way. There's no chance. Exactly. Absolutely no chance. So rocks get a pathetic 8.8 metres because... The producers decided that they hate seven-year-old children. Yeah, they were robbed of all of the bots to target as well. It's the the seven-year-old. seven-year-old. Like, why? Isn't that your target audience? It's like almost making sure they're t- like letting the seven-year-old say, yeah, you can't do this. Yeah, <laughs> you, you just walk into this? Nah. Yeah. Yeah, adults competition, mate. It's where the big boys play. Trying to appeal to a, an adult audience wow. by killing seven-year-old kids' bots. Wow. But what was the point in that? 8.8 metres. Not good. Just a shame. Well, we've got Limpet, who are one of the few teams that look happy to be there, so... Excellent. Yeah, yeah, they're loving it. And they go uh, down the middle. They go to the ramp. They actually go for the ramp. Um, the only ones that go for the ramp this episode, which is strange, because yeah. usually everyone goes for the ramp. When there was a blockade in front of it that was really annoying to get through, everyone went for the ramp. Now it's not there. It's almost like they're being told which way to go by production, really, isn't it? Because I'm pretty sure if I was there, I would have been like, right, well, there's a big, clear, empty gap down the middle. I'll be going down there, thank you. You mean to say Nemesis were told to go down the route with all the fire? (laughs) No. We'll have to drop them a line and ask them, because it's almost too obvious, isn't it? I think 
To be fair, on the Nemesis team, they might be the only team that would selectively go down that route. <laughs> selectively the most spectacular and dangerous over-the-top route possible. Yep, with lots of fire involved, because they go. know that's going to get them invited yeah. back at the very least, and they seem to just enjoy watching their robot on fire. <laughs> so Limpet do something really weird. They go up to Sir Killalot, and they just start to excuse themselves past him. It's like... Sorry, sorry, could you just, I'm just coming through here. So, no, little, move a little bit, little bit of space, just come through. So, Kill a Lot just gets on top of them and <laughs> sits on them. Sits on top of them. This giant machine is sitting on top of this pathetic little limpet. Mm. You know, probably the least threatening robot of this episode being yeah. that it has no speed, size, or weapon of any sorts. They have a baguette on them. I don't know why. Did they have a baguette on them? A piece of a, like a small piece of baguette was on the back that. of Limpet. And I don't quite know why. I can't, like, even if you don't find Nemesis' humour funny, you get it. You get what I mean? Yeah. You get what they're going for. I don't get the baguette on the back of Limpet. Maybe they're massive fans of garlic bread and it was just like a tear of garlic bread on there. Yeah, maybe it brings yeah. them luck. You know, your lucky garlic bread. Your lucky garlic bread. Well, we've I all can, got our lucky garlic bread. You I know. can live with that. Yeah. So Kill a Lot just casually gets its claw and snaps one of the tracks. With so much precision, because that is not easy to do. We don't like Limpet. Make sure they can't yeah. compete. Cripple them. Cripple cripple that bot that can only move four miles an hour anyway. Cripple them in the gauntlet. It's so precise. The hand just literally, the hand claw, I guess, just goes over to the to the chain and just... Dick, that's it. With ease, like through yeah. butter, just snaps it. Yeah. Brutal. Oh my God. Like, are they not doing this to any of the big important bots? Yeah. No, it's only the little, the little cheap ones that they know aren't going to make it. To yeah. They aren't, no, they aren't going to win. They're just going to show off Sir Killalot killing them. 10.8 meters. They're through. The fact that they got 10.8 is a miracle. At the speed they go at, it, they were lucky to make it a few meters by the time the time ran out. But final gauntlet runner. The ever impressive Kilohertz. Kilohertz has a great strategy. Run. Just as, sprint. As fast as it can, goes straight down. Straight down the Sentinel route. The Sentinel literally doesn't have a chance to react. No, so that's it not literally actually gets past the Sentinel by sheer speed, but <laughs> it literally gets caught baseball style by, I think, dead metal. Yep. Straight into the claws. Like a perfect it. catch. Yeah. Like they bounce off. They hit it so hard. Yeah. Then they get pitted by the Sentinel, like they sort of bounce off dead metal into the Sentinel, into the Sentinel pit. Sentinel shoves them into the pit, yeah. The sad thing is, at this point, you know that them going into pit means they've made it far enough, because, yeah. who was it before? Onslaught went into the same pit, yep. they're through. Yeah, so exactly. It doesn't matter either way, but for some reason, Killerhurts are not considered to have completed the gauntlet, even though they went a good, I'd say, six inches or so into the yeah. end zone, which is just as much as what Nemesis did, who yeah. seemed to have completed. Exactly. They got their nose over the line and then were pushed back. So Nemesis I mean, did the same. They went over the line and then were pushed back. And then pushed back. And they were like, oh no, they made it over the line. Nemesis complete. But Craig actually addresses this and actually says controversial finish. Controversial finish because they did go over the yeah. line. So, so surely so, they completed. So but, who sat backstage and went, yeah, but make it so that they didn't complete it? Even though like, they're through anyway. That? Yeah. They're through anyway. You may as well say completed. Yeah, just say completed. It's Otherwise it completely... no difference All they've done is just make a mockery of the rules. Yeah. That's all that decision did. Obviously, rocks don't make it through. So naturally, the thing you do is you get a camera and a microphone <laughs> and you film telling the seven-year-old that, sorry, 
you've not made it past the first round, you lose going home. Oh man, it's so hard. It's, as his father, being interviewed, as his father like gently just takes him away, <laughs> being asked questions at the same time with the camera in the face and the microphone out. Hello, you're seven and you're a loser. Tell me about that. Like, what's the point of this? Oh, it's so cringy, isn't it? They really wanted a seven-year-old to cry. Yeah, that seems they to be really their goal with this this episode. They wanted sort of a kid to cry yep. on camera. Do they think it would be like? What do they think they get out of that? This is a weird episode, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. This is a really strange app. And to give him credit, he's just sort of like, oh, he's, he just sort of doesn't rec- he doesn't register really it. Care. He's seven. He's probably just, you know, just wants to go home at that point. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, just... We're done now. Yeah. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got our trial for the evening. Skittles. 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 Craig gives us his traditional nonsensical intro. One robot down, one more to go in the trials. You see, it's time for us to bowl you over with our next challenge. Just your average game of Skittles. But on Robot Wars, the bowling balls are bionic, and the Skittles are industrial-sized barrels. And the only spares are the body parts needed afterwards. Now, all our contestants have to do is knock down as many barrels as possible in the time allowed. The robot that knocks down the fewest barrels is kicked out of the contest. It's all about wanton destruction, and we love it. Let the trials begin. Watching Craig Charles just run about a giant oversized Skittles set. Giant oversized mm. barrel Skittles set. Like, all he needs to say is they need to knock as many over as possible. But, yeah. but he, does, he does it in the Craig Charles way. Where he's like, the thing about Skittles, and he talks like this, and he always makes everything sound like a poem, and then he just says something really annoying in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this has come from someone who loves Craig Charles. Oh, yeah, exactly. But that's how he presents every episode. And every single, like, little soundbite and quip and introduction is all done in the exact same way yep exact same cadence in, in a way i wouldn't have it any other way but god it's so strange sometimes like the like the start of this episode sometimes it's just very confusing yeah as opposed to interesting or funny like <laughs> it can't win them all so first to go against the skittles roadblock who you'd assume is made for this yeah they kind of like they get stuck in to be honest with you before we start talking about this trial it seems like there isn't a very clear way for them to do this um the barrel numbers maybe they are sitting there and counting every single barrel probably not though <laughs> i, think I mean it's, it's a it's a guess to <laughs> yeah i think that, that it seems a little bit weird a little bit wonky so roadblock flies in and knocks over apparently 34 barrels yeah it looks like they've destroyed everything but you know it looks, uh, you know, I'm guessing they looked at the camera and 34. Probably yeah. 34. Probably that 34. seems like a good number. There's nothing else to say either. It's just roadblock running into barrels until a timer bet- suddenly runs out that I wasn't aware was running. I bet they were like 34. Yeah, that sounds like a nice big number. We'll do, yeah. yeah no 34. one's topping 34. No one's going to top 34. The long come onslaught. <laughs> Straight into barrels. Perfect for it because they're, a, a, they're small. Yep. They're heavy, yeah. and they're a scoop. Exactly. Or they're a wedge, even. They got straight in, and they got, what, 37? 57? 57. 57. Really quickly, because they spend the first half of it attacking Sergeant Bash for absolutely no reason. <laughs> the last third of it attacking the rest of the house robots for absolutely no... Like, they've yeah. got nothing to attack them with. I don't know what they're doing. No. They seem, within a few seconds, they're like, oh, yeah, better knock over the barrels, go inside, spin around a bit, yep. knock over essentially all of them. Yep. What looks like every barrel's been damaged. Amazing. And suddenly, Roadblock doesn't look so impressive with 34. No. 
considering Red Bull had all the time in the world and just sort of stumbled their way through it. Onslaught went in like a vendetta against the barrels, the house bots, and everybody. That's great. 57. And then we get Nemesis. Um, real slow and steady, Nemesis. Just yep, they got a bandage on. Yep, yeah, they got a bandage on, of course. And they just gradually make their way through the barrels and knocking bits over. Somehow on fire, Sergeant Bash, I, I swear, was nowhere near them. They were right in the middle of the triangle, which uh, is where all the skittles are, which the house robots are not allowed to They're enter. not supposed to be in, so they obviously go in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We literally, like, we don't see Nemesis on fire. It's just. After it's all said and done, we get to see the clip of the guy going in with the fire extinguisher and just putting yeah. him out. Bloke just comes in and starts extinguishing something on uh, Nemesis. Did he I just guess. assume they were on fire because they're Nemesis? At that in all point. fairness, probably just a safe bet to be honest. Yep. Somehow they got thirty-eight, also beating Roadblock. Yeah. All they did was sort of enter the middle of the triangle and yeah. walk about a At bit. At this point, Roadblock and maybe the producers are starting to get a little nervous. They're like, "Wait, we may end up eliminating." The champion without them fighting out through a game of Skittles, which none of these robots are like, no one has designed their machine. Yeah. To do the trials. Like, you can't, you don't even know which one you're going to do. So you can't. No. You can't be like, right, I'm going to design my robots to be really good at Skittles. <laughs> and then you end up being in a football match. Like, oh, because it's so random and odd. Oh, well, it's Killer Hurts time. <laughs> Killer Hurts. And, uh, Killers are just frightening in terms of the speed. Man, it just flies in and just like essentially just has a strike, I guess, <laughs> yeah, of sorts yeah. and just knocks everything over. In one fell swoop, they just destroy everything. Then goes out of the triangle. They and start- starts getting bumped around by the house bots. By, by this point, it's kind of blatantly obvious that they've knocked everything over. Yeah, apparently they got stuck in reverse somehow. Amazing. But it didn't even matter. They knocked over 64, which I'm pretty sure is more than the number of Skittles that are on there. That's how well they did. <laughs> they just annihilated everything. And now we've had four out of five and Roadblock are absolute bottom of the barrel. Yeah. At only yeah. 34. Roadblock are really struggling. So it all comes down to Limpet, basically. Limpet, who might not make it to the barrels in time. Yeah. I mean, we, we knew Limpet was slow, but watching it actually move in a open plan bit of arena is a bit weird. They're now slow after having to weld their track back together. So they're now an injured and slow machine. And it's kind of cringy. And yeah, they're just, they're simply too slow. They get into the barrels, but they can't hit them with enough force to be knocking down 10 or 20 at once. It is literally a one barrel at a time kind of deal. Yep. They are not getting very far at all. Nothing happens as well. That's just it. They just very slowly knock one barrel after the other over. Oh, God, yeah, this is boring. Yeah, nothing actually happens. There's no event in their run. Um, They get 23 barrels. That's it. They're out. That's it. They're out. out. Limpet are out, which is nice for Roadblock. Yeah, they just scrape through. They really did. Which is ridiculous, really. It should not come down to this absolutely pointless event. The robots aren't made for it. And it's terrible television. It's absolutely boring. Yeah. I got nothing from the- Skittles was terrible. Yeah. I got nothing from the 10 minutes. This, there was nothing, there was, there wasn't even a so bad it's good quality to it. Like some, like the football games are just ridiculous. Yeah. But I think you can talk about them. The what ra- do you say with I Skittles? Mean, the racing, I liked that. Um, sumo is good. Sumo's, Sumo's the best out of the trials because yeah. it's combat based. It is a combat. And there's a, you know, there's a point to it. But Skittles, I mean, there was no way of us at home 
figuring out who had knocked over the most barrels or anything like That's that. That's true. Yeah, you can't see who's won. We just have to take their word done. for it, yeah. basically. They just, we just give us a number, an arbitrary number afterwards, and that's it. Awful stuff. At least, finally, we get to the arena. This will be good, right? Oh, well, well, we've Fights. got bots, we've got combat, right? This Road is going to be all kinds of... Champions. Exactly. Killer hurts. I mean, we, we know now how much potential is, is in that team and those the robots they make. Onslaught are, are really unique, and then you've got Nemesis, who are always good just to watch. Just a spectacle, exactly. We've got... A- a stacked lineup for the finish. Yeah. Well, we start Kilohertz versus Roadblock. This will be one for the ages. It wasn't one for the ages. <laughs> the Roadblock can get underneath Kilohertz. Obviously, that was going to happen. I think Roadblock can get under anything at this point. Yeah, there's some pushing and shoving, and uh, yeah, Kilohertz kind of gets jumped on <laughs> by the house bots. Yeah, it's such an uneventful match. It's very hard yeah. to describe what happens. Kilohertz walk into Roadblock. Oh, oh no. Roadblock are a ramp. There mm-hmm. we go up them. Inevitable. Roadblock push Kilohertz. Yep. Kilohertz just sort of get pushed about. Yep. Kilohertz are in the PPZ. They're surrounded by every single... Somehow every bot gets round. Yep. Yep. They yep. literally have a bot on all sides. Put yep. in the pit by dead metal. Didn't matter yep. anyway. They were, they were, already they were definitely going to lose no matter what. They were surrounded. So, they were getting pummeled. So Roadblock... The champions, mm-hmm. who are definitely going to be in the finals because they're the champions, mm-hmm. who the producers seem to quite like because they're the champions, who mm-hmm. need to have the most famous bot, yep. you know, front and centre, have had to do essentially nothing. Yep. No risk of repairs nope. or anything that needs to be done. Did not get stuck in at all, nope. which is a bit weird. But surely they'll put up a big fight for the final of this. Mm. Now, Nemesis versus Onslaught. The, the biggest thing about this match, something you really have to focus on and carry with you as you continue to watch the show, yep. is that Nemesis had a kebab on its head. Yes, because they're <laughs> always set on fire. Exactly. So it's toast the kebab time. Of course. We all know how this is going to go. Nemesis can be set on fire by Sergeant Bash. It's going to be a big spectacle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it might not be much of a fight, but it's going to be incredible to watch, yep. right? Onslaught spends the entire match randomly ramming nemesis and the house robots or the walls yeah seem- no direction whatsoever it, it, it seems to have the same sense of purpose as one of those like remote hoovers that just go around your room i was Do you know what i mean about like well, like a Roomba. yeah i was exactly. about to say something very similar in that it's like it's controlled by a bad computer ai <laughs> it's just it's just going off in all directions yeah, it really is just going in all directions but not achieving much but nemesis is kind of Got problems anyway. It just doesn't move. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, which means it can't go to Sergeant Bash and get its kebab moment. It can't go to the barbecue or anything. It can do nothing. Nope. And for no reason whatsoever, for the first time in history, Sergeant Bash doesn't go to them. I know. You'd break the rules. They do it all the time. They break the rules all the time. Have Sergeant Bash have a vendetta and go and set fire to the kebab. And this is one of the only times where it would be almost fair because Nemesis don't work. So they've already lost. They've already lost. Might as well just wrap it up nicely with they kebab. They clearly want it to happen. They put the kebab on they put, it. They was basically saying, come and get it, Sergeant Bash. No, no, instead they get put in the pit and nothing happens. Yeah. Apparently they're on fire while they're in the pit. But that doesn't matter. We can't see the kebab anymore. Yeah, can't see the kebab and can't see fire. I didn't get much out of it, to be honest. Uh, it's a shame because the setup was flawless. And it's not Nemesis's fault. I mean, they did stop working, but 
they were just a massive target saying, let's create some memories here. Yep. And nothing happened. Video highlight reel moment that they just squandered. Squandered. For seemingly no reason. Yeah. It's like they, it's like they wanted us to hate this episode for some <laughs> reason. Like everything they're doing is just mean. Oh man. So that takes us to the final. Roadblock onslaught. versus onslaught. Yeah. Um, two ramps facing each other. Shows you what the dominant combat style is of this era man i i really i haven't actually got much to say about this match to be honest of course you haven't there is no match no it on, doesn't onslaught happen. doesn't work and starts to smoke yeah in a, a clear act of sabotage onslaught <laughs> roadblock don't have to do anything or put themselves at any kind of risk because onslaught do not work immediately and are somehow smoking because Nemesis aren't here, and for some reason, something needs to be slightly on fire like, every match this episode. It's a proper, hmm, of all the times for Onslaught to stop working. It's been perfectly reliable this whole time. Yeah. Bashing things, yeah. like taking massive impact, no yeah. issue. Immediately doesn't work for absolutely no reason whatsoever. Straight, straight into not moving. And I'm not so saying obviously, as soon as the match starts, we're like, well, Roblox won them. Yep. Um, the house bots actually just jump on Onslaught and start ensuring that he's definitely dead. Yep. And beat the hell out of him. Um, Roadblock kind of picks a fight with a house bot, but immediately gets stuck. So he doesn't achieve anything. <laughs> yeah, but no, no moment comes out of that. The, the one interesting thing is that Dead Metal does ram its claw into, I suppose you could say Roadblock's saw opening. <laughs> yeah. For lack of a better it's term. A term. It's a bit. <laughs> There are other ways we could describe it, yeah. which would not be PG. No. It seems more like an accident than anything. It seems yeah, like they exactly. really went out of their way to not hurt It's Roadblock just kind of something that happened. But Roadblock had managed to eliminate itself, but Onslaught had stopped working. It already won so by done. default. Yeah. Didn't matter. Pointless match. That was the big finale of this episode to see who goes on to the, you know, to the finals or the semi-finals or whatever. So yeah, it was just a, a whole event constructed around putting roadblock yeah. through what do you reckon then maybe there was like a, a guest producer on the show from bbc who hated robot wars and wanted it taken off the air so like yeah, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna crush a child's dreams and put it all on camera yeah we're gonna use the house robots to make everything uneventful oh and by the way they're playing skills the only remotely interesting thing that happened is nemesis got set on fire spectacularly by the eighth time of it happening in one episode, it's just, it's just them on fire again. The, the one time, though. The one time where we really wanted to see Nemesis Yeah, there was one big moment where flamed. it could have happened, and they just, for no reason, didn't. They're on fire literally every other match they had. They had a kebab stick on their head. It wrote itself, and it didn't happen. How do you explain that to people afterwards? Do you know what I mean? You just have to go backstage and be like, yeah, we didn't get that moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. We'll go join the seven-year-old who just had his dreams crushed. <laughs> it's a dream-crushing episode. That was a dream-crushing episode. The roadblock episode. sort of walked it, through. It kind of, like, exactly, because it kind of, like, I felt like it It kind of damaged Roblox's reputation with how one-sided a lot of that was. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Roblox went from this plucky, brutish badass in the first series to... Hmm, this seems to be going Roblox's way an awful lot in the second yeah, series, you know. Exactly. Yeah. A real one out of ten episode for me. Yeah, yeah, I really not a lot of entertainment it. value in this. No, I think the only, I think the highlight, the one highlight was Nemesis Gauntlet run. Nemesis tried say. their damn hardest they, they to make put this on a show in that f- Gauntlet, and that's everything it. they could. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's the one out of fiver, isn't it? Not a good episode. Uh, Damn. It still drew 5.59 million viewers. Whoa. 5.59 million people tuned in to watch this. That's insane. That is a lot. It's a de- it was a decrease of 130,000 from the week before, but it was third place for the week. It is the first time they have ever beaten Have I Got News For You in the ratings. What? They were behind The Simpsons again. Obviously. And yeah. uh, a showing of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay, well, I've got nothing on that. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. That's weird, isn't it? I suppose, yeah, uh, it was around Christmas time, so people are tuning in for films, especially in the late 90s. Yeah. We're not going to have them on demand on Netflix or anything. So not a bad viewership. They're still pulling five to six million people per episode for this. For that. For this. Awful. If this was the only episode I'd ever caught, I would not think highly of this at all. No. Luckily, I know there's great things to come this season and in the future. Yeah, that, that episode really did not provide any highlight reel. Other no, than Nemesis's No wonder fire. everyone looked miserable on it. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe they knew they were walking into a Hellfest other than that one team that nobody had told. And they were like, this is great. This is going to be such a good episode. People are going to look back and they're going to think, wow. Wow, limp it. <laughs> no, it didn't really go that way, did no, it? No, it didn't, didn't go the way they wanted. Aww. Oh. Wow. Oh. Well. They've got to wrap up on that positive note. And I've got to remember all of our social medias. Yes, there are them. There are them. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at podcast activate because someone else already has at activate podcast and we aren't bitter about that at all. You can email us activate podcast at gmail.com. You getting it right. Hey, we're also on Facebook. You probably know how to search on Facebook if you are listening to this. Yeah. In the current day. It's 2019. Um, yeah, exactly. And, of course, subscribe, listen, review us on iTunes, give us five stars. Four it's, stars if, you, if you're not feeling generous. That's fine. I'll take four. I'll take four, four or five. Stars, yeah. 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 Like, you know, and any review on iTunes is very good for us if it's above three. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're still trying to balance out that really mean review that one really that, mean one there's the highlight even <laughs> though we've had something like 10 or 15 five star reviews since the one star review is the one that, that pops up us on the front is the yep. front and center it's almost ah, a badge of honor at this point i'd love for something else to appear there. oh it's funny <laughs> it's almost it, a, it's, oh, it had to happen to us it's almost a copy pasta at this point <laughs> yeah it? it's oh it's uh, terrible We'll see you next time for an episode of BattleBots. We've not forgotten about it. And next time we'll go full on with BattleBots 2018 Episode 3. Cue the outro music. Oh yeah, we have to actually do an intro. <laughs> we, do. we can't just start the music talking. Doesn't play like automatically. I put that oh, in later. Damn! <laughs> All of like the illusions been just ruptured there. It sucks. <laughs>